This week, we get weird with Harry Potter, remember some vintage Netflix, and play hero with a rocket-powered rodent. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 138. All right, well, I'm going to kick this episode off with uh, a miraculous note. Um, It's been so long... um, and Scott Pilgrim got announced through this company called limited run games. (laughs) I think they're well-respected for caring for their customers, providing good updates and customer service. So I thought, you know what? Scott Pilgrim's a game that hasn't seen the light of day since it was discontinued back on the old Xbox 360 arcade. I'm going to, I'm going to pre-order this Scott Pilgrim game. That was two years ago. Uh, They took my money. They gave me almost no updates. And a week ago, I got Scott Pilgrim. The Switch. About what? A year and a half later than everybody else got their copy? A year and nine months. Yeah. About sure. pretty much. It uh, infuriated me. I haven't played the game because I'm pissed looking at it. I also have the vinyl soundtrack, which the soundtrack's very good. But also I get I see red when I look at it. Um, And then I went on Twitter and somebody else is like, I know all you guys hear is the negative bullshit. But congratulations, you packaged this vinyl and uh, Scott Pilgrim copy very well. And I was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Why are you happy that they packaged your product well two years after you gave them your hard earned money for it and got little to no update as to where your product was? And why is this acceptable? Um, so I'm pretty much done. Like, I just can't see myself giving those guys more money for anything. I don't care. It, it, you know, it's really bad when people are like, hey, I might be getting my copy based off seeing the vinyl showing up on Amazon. Like they should have an update saying, hey, this is when you should expect it. But no, people no. are like, oh, the vinyl's coming available publicly so i should be getting my game soon i would hope yeah well and then like i've messaged them three times for this whole deal because like their store is based on in pre-order in production and in fulfillment which this game has been in fulfillment for or packaging or whatever they call it for over a year and a half um it's sort of stupid And then, you know, I happened to find out through updates that, well, we got like one half of the vinyl in if you ordered that. And um, the rest were still waiting on. Do they tell anyone else who's still waiting on it that? No, they don't. Unless you ask them, which is still not a satisfying answer. And I just kind of forgot about it and just assumed that I would never see this game. And I've had like, that's the frustrating part is I've had the opportunity over the last two years to buy this thing at Best Buy any day I walked in. Like for 30 bucks and I could have, but instead, I don't know. It's not like they don't make enough of a markup that you couldn't just ship the item that you had ready for me. Mm -hmm. told me, Hey, the other component, but they're like so cheap. Especially in extreme circumstance like this. Yes. They're so cheap that they're just like, no, we can't possibly pay $5 more in shipping. It would ruin us. Meanwhile, they just got purchased, you know, by 
the Embracer Group or whatever. Pretty sure they they got bought. Yeah. Greatest acu- acquisition because you've purchased a super successful company with a like deep down, like to its core mentality of we will provide our customers with the least amount of respect and service possible. So this is like a win-win. This is basically like the dentist of the video game (laughs) publishing world. Everyone goes to you because they have to, they all hate you and know you're going to hurt them. And the deductible is never going to cover enough of what it should, but you still have to go there because you need your fix. That is what LG or limited run games is. Yeah, pretty much. It's I, you know, every, Ever since day one, I would say they've been pretty awful at the customer service thing. And it was understandable, though, when it was like two dudes, right? But it hasn't been two dudes in forever. Yeah. I don't get it. It's, yeah. I don't know. Almost everybody that I know of that, you know, was into them and buying products for them have had a story like this where it's just like, what's what's going on with my order where's my update right yeah i'm just i'm done man like i'm i'm done like i've never loved purchasing from them but like i just i can't imagine i'd rather just get a digital and hope to god i can preserve it on like whatever i downloaded on you know what i mean yeah yeah fuck them (laughs) just i can't do it so frustrating yeah, aren't they doing like Atari carts now or something for like a hundred dollars or something like that now too? God, I hope not. It's just <laughs> probably though. I don't know. It's nuts. It's nuts. Well, that's my rant. I just wanted to get that out of the way because that wall Case of closed. negativity right up front. Yeah, happy story, everybody. <clears throat> but I've been seeing a lot of one of your topics is YouTube and Twitter and everybody else seems to want to shove that whole Marvel snap thing in my face. Like never heard of it until you talked about it. And now Marvel snap is just every advertisement I see. So it's just that. Wow. How's that holding up? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I've worn on it a little bit. Uh, the first season pass has just, uh, expired. So they reset your rankings and um, there's a whole new other season pass to buy if you want the new Black Panther cards and all that. How much does that cost? Um, Ten bucks, I think. Okay. Um, It's not that essential, though, really, in the grand scheme of things. It's just, I don't know, the weird. uh, So far, the monetization of it is that. Just which is probably the best uh, value out of it. But um, everything else is just like variants of the cards. Sure. Just have diff- different art on the cards. And it's like, well, if you don't really care about that, like, <laughs> I don't know what, how are you going to get money from people? Um, but what I did find was I would get up to like rank 30 to 35. And everybody's pool of cards got to a point where everybody knew what the better cards were. And it was just. 50 50 basically there's really? i don't know how there's any way you could possibly rank up to like rank 50 it seems impossible because i mean that that's a plus side too is that you know it's not 
find the meta cards and then just dominate. At least no matter what cards you have, you have a pretty decent chance of winning each time. <clears throat> okay. Just based on, you know, some of the locations and what uh what abilities those locations do. That has a huge difference on just the luck that you get in the game. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's still fun. I'm not getting a lot of new cards as fast. So you kind of play in the same deck and then you do get a new card and it's like, well, I don't know how this fits into my deck right away. You know, it's almost like you got to wait a month and then look at your whole cards and then try and strategize like how these work together instead of how so it's it not like right incentivizing away. you like on a day to day basis necessarily. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the way to unlock new cards is based on upgrading the cards that you currently have. And that's a whole other mechanism in that game that uh, has slowed down a lot since I started. So um, it seems like that slow, just getting new cards is slow down, period. So it's, okay. I don't know. It, it. I still think it's a really good game. It's really a uh good idea but i just don't know about the long term like i don't know if it's like one of those things where you know magic they just come up with new cards every three months or whatever and everything and that's changes. kind of the thing but, with these games right is like the long game like they have to have like that long-term plan and drive that yeah. engagement because like <clears throat> otherwise what are what are people gonna do they're gonna download it and never come back and yeah, that that's the weird part about it is you do there's a couple cards in this game, a couple ways that you can just get random cards into your hand. Mhm. And they're cards that I've never seen. Like they're they're in the game, but they have to be your collection level has to be so high to even have those cards. So it feels like all the cards that they are ever going to make are almost already in the game. Really? That's not but a good just, feeling when you're only out like a month, right? Right. I mean, it might take a hell of a long time to get your collection up to that point where you can get those cards, but I don't know. It's, I don't know how they're going to change the, that, you know, the meta and whatever. I, I figured it would be like those games like Hearthstone where it's just like, oh, new expansions out, but I don't know. This one, maybe not. Well, hopefully they find their footing. I mean, it. I've, you're not the only person since you enlightened me to it that I've heard talking about it. Um, you're the first person that I've podcasted with that's talked about it, but I've listened to many podcasts since where people are now talking about this game. So you're not the only one. I just like it'll be. I'll be curious to see what happens in a couple of months if people are still talking about it. You know, that's that's the test of a mobile game, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They got to stick that otherwise, uh, or their monetization. If they don't have that, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Throw ads yep. at you. Go yep. pay to play hundred dollars. Play all you want all, all month. <laughs> It'll work. Work for Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've been getting just kind of blown away by what I thought was a surefire dumpster fire based on everything leading up in the last six months with uh, the new Sonic game, Sonic Frontiers. 
which has come out to, I'm not going to say great reviews, surprisingly good reviews for this open world Sonic game. I just, I kind of can't believe it. Um, it seems to be averaging between seven to eight out of 10 for most people, which I mean, granted Sonic forces also did that, which anyone who's listened to this podcast for a number of years knows I'm a Sonic forces defender. I think that was a <laughs> damn enjoyable 3d Sonic game, but to hear that this is on par with that and maybe like more innovative or has more variety. Um, it's kind of crazy. I know big, the cat's back, which makes me think that that can't possibly be a correct review score, but <laughs> well, maybe. that's six points right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I've, I've heard talk about this, like, you know, so you think like, I, I would think IGN would take the opportunity to dunk on this and they didn't, they kind of were like, this is pretty decent. And then you're like, well, oh. okay, if IGN's not going to dunk on it, somebody else will. And nobody really did um, kind of flabbergasted, to be honest. I didn't see this coming. So Sonic, play Force, it. Sonic Forces has a 57 on Metacritic. Really? No, that's way too low. That, that's a, that should be like a 70%. And uh, Sonic Frontiers has a 72. Yeah. It was the last good one. I, I think I, Forces, man. I'm telling you, Forces is good. If forces hadn't gotten lumped in with mania at the same time. Yeah. Like forces I see better. Generations like, has a 77. Okay. So that's on par then. Mania like, has the an thing 86. Is, is like people have to remember that. Oh, did we lose you? Oh, there you're back. Nope. I was going to say the thing you have to remember is like people forget, like look at great Sega games, right? Like Sonic racing transformed. People love that game. Some people like it better than Mario Kart. That game, yeah. it's still, yeah, that game, it's still possible if you were not a somewhat skilled gamer to just like drive yourself off into a corner and your race is done, the game's over. And I think Sonic is like that. I think people expect incorrectly a Nintendo level of polish on a Sonic game, and you just can't. And if you go into <laughs> a Sonic game or a Sonic property with that mentality where it's like, if you fight it and you try like this is going to be this is going to be enjoyable. I think that's probably where this game is landing for people. I don't know. Yeah, it's just my guess from I mean, a lot of the reviews that I've read is a lot like a, this is a good first effort. Yeah. Toward this. So like the second one in this series. Sure. Could be really great. I'd argue that forces was a first good effort. Like. It sounds like a subset of the gameplay in this game is based largely on the forces levels, which okay, I enjoy those. So I don't know. I'm curious. I, I'm not $60 curious. I'm $30 curious. I'll buy this thing on the mm -hmm. Xbox. Um, I've heard the switch is an abomination. Like just doesn't, I mean, there's, uh, that's the biggest thing is like people are saying there's pop in and stuff galore, even on the PS five. I can't imagine what that would do on the switch, but Oof, that, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, surprised, and I want to pick it up. Also, speaking of PS5, I know I saw my first discless PS5 in a Target a couple weeks ago, but yesterday I saw two PS5 disc drive versions at the Target in town. So. Really? Yeah. I, I saw online a lot today, the last two days, I think, that they've just been kind of in stock. 
Yeah. Places, I looked so. at it and I was like, what am I going to do? Not play anything? <laughs> no, thanks. I, I, laughed, I laughed to myself like that. <laughs> I told myself. Target worker looked at me weird. I was like, what's it to you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I think I'm going to wait for the $1,000 bundle with VR. <laughs> oh, should we get into that? <laughs> so I think we failed to touch on it the last time. They announced the price, right? I think probably either right as we recorded or right after or before. But five fifty is the asking price for the PSVR 2. <clears throat> they also then have confirmed in the last month or so that it will not be backwards compatible. Inexplicably. I cannot fathom <laughs> the reason for it not being compatible with PS4 VR titles. It just, that makes no sense. And it still has a cord. And they've announced nearly no games for it. Right. And how could you ever trust that? Like they could be like, yeah, we've made yeah. a horizon game. It's like, yeah, Sony has always put out a few games at launch of yes. these types of things and they've never done it again. Yeah. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get the PSVR two version of super hot. You get the PSV VR version two of Tetris effects. <laughs> you're yep. going to get the port of fucking beat saber. Who, yep. who in their right mind is going to pay the even with the price hike, the MetaQuest 2, and there's a pro model now, I'm aware, that MetaQuest 2 is a better experience and it's less money. And there's no cord. Yeah. And you can hook it up if you want to play the PC games too, right? I mean, is it just Sony being like, hey, we've got it and Xbox don't? Because I don't trust Sony to market it they, or support it. The thing with the whole VR thing in, in general, like that first one came out and it bombed. They had to like, it was like half price. I think I yeah. bought it for what? 150 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I, I got the, the bundle with two games for like 280 with yeah. the move controllers. Yeah. So how they have to know how many people paid full price for that thing. Yep. And then you take that number and say, well, even less people are going to spend 550 on the new one. So then you get all these people who are like super invested in the PS VR. They've had to order their little dongle do dicker to hook into their PS five. And now you're telling me that you're going to make them change out their headsets and that stupid HDMI box. If they want to play their PS VR games and their PS five, like, is that really your solution? Like you couldn't have just patched the functionality and run it on yep. like more advanced hardware. It's wild. I don't get it. And then like the more I learn about the meta quest too, and like that side loader app and stuff, or the side quest app. And it's just like, well, I can get into developer mode. I can, I can link my steam games to it. Yep. I can, I can get homebrew games like for no cause. Like, what are we doing with the PSVR too? Like who's wanting it? And the fact like, they haven't even come out and been like, we're getting a port, the first console port of Half-Life Half -Life Alex. Like, that would be, <laughs> all right, some people are going to buy this now. Yeah. But they haven't. Like, they're like, we're going to give you a Horizon game. Okay, cool. You gave me an on-rails first-person VR experience. You did that last time, too. And, like, yep. what's there to show for it? Yeah, I do. I'm... I'm surprised that they actually did this 
in the first place. I thought for sure yeah. they weren't going to make another VR. And then they like doubled down and did it even worse. <laughs> so it's like, I don't. Yeah. It's wild. I just don't get it. I just, I, I just really can't get over the gap in backwards compatibility. Especially after making such a big stink about how the PS5 was backwards compatible with a four. Yeah. Like, <sighs> like, I understand that the tracking methods are different, but you could still build in the extra tracking right. into the new system and still be fine. You know, offer developers the ability to patch those games, right? Like, so they can at least st- resell them without major updates to the PS5. Yeah. You still might need the camera and your move controllers and all that dumb shit, but at least you don't have to have a whole other headset for that shit. Right. Yeah, I just. I'm sorry, like, I don't know who's going to I don't know who's going to buy into that. I think too many people, even us, like fans of the PSVR, like I can't imagine Mm. if it fell on my lap, maybe, but not for. Uh, over a hundred dollars like there's just no way just dumb no i just can't imagine the well and who how many games how many developers are going to be like oh we got to get it on playstation right when you know the install base is not going to be great no at that price i even wonder like how much development goes on for like the quest because <sighs> I still feel like it's that like pool of 10% of the games that like just continue to generate revenue over and over again for like new and recurring users. And there's not much new, not much to get excited about. Nobody's talking about the hot new quest game. You know what I mean? Uh, I saw this thing that actually was like, I don't know why, but it wanted me to get, get into the PC VR stuff. Okay. Uh, you're you're aware of like VR chat. Porn. Okay. Yep. Um. There is this group of people that have accurately replicated uh some Kmart's. Do we do we need down to relive to, the Kmart experience down to like the inches? Like they have departments and everything, and Why? they are. They are uh, spending their time role-playing as Kmart employees in this Kmart. And they're putting things on sale. There's They're generating flyers for what's on sale in their Kmart. Is someone being the cashier who, like, annoys you with <laughs> idle chit-chat, <laughs> checks slower than anybody you've ever met, have and you, then tells you how you... their generic batteries aren't that cheap because you can go to the dollar store? <laughs> Because if not, I don't know if this is true to life. <laughs> it that just it blew me away that there's there's people that are wasting their life. <laughs> like that. that that is pretty shocking. Do but people come in as shoppers then too? Like yeah. people role play as shoppers? Yeah. Oh my god. Here's here's the role playing as a shopper. Walk into a Kmart. Ask an employee exactly what you're looking for. They'll tell you they don't have it. And then you leave. That's how, <laughs> yep. that's how Kmart worked. Oh, gosh. That's kind of amazing, though. Yeah. And this is in just like a game or this is like in the metaverse. It's kind of like a metaverse. I, I don't know. 
I honestly wow. don't know how all that stuff works, but I'll send it to you. It's wild. They have like three. I think it's like three Kmart's and they're adding another one. Three. Lo- this is the fourth location. coming. <laughs> wow. That's kind of amazing. I like it. Uh, did you um did you see that um Netflix news with Gears of War is like apparently getting like money thrown at it for a quote unquote live action film and then a adult animated series? Yeah. Does anyone care about Gears of War anymore? I mean you could do that that original story i guess in a movie would not be bad so you're gonna have linebackers lobbing grenades over mm-hmm. concrete medians is that the story pretty much because wasn't, I mean, like, wasn't that wasn't that some years of war stuff, pretty much but... was like it's the defensive line of whatever pro football team but now they're your neighborhood <laughs> militia or is it only in judgment? Maybe I'm getting confused. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I've never played too much of them to begin with, but What? Really? Yeah. I oh. uh I think the first two. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of all the 361s as popcorn games. Like I put them in and I beat them all in one sitting. See, so. yeah. I never got into the horde stuff that everybody else did. Yeah, same here. I liked that it was a big dumb action fest and then I was over it and my my biggest problem with those games is like you have to unlearn how to play every other game that you're used to to get into a gears game because the control so weird. Yeah. So I just I mean it's interesting though for them to like glom onto that because I feel like the reach of that IP has kind of peaked maybe 10 years ago even. Mhm. So, yeah, I mean, if we're talking that Halo's done, I think Gears is even more done, maybe. Yeah, Gears but. is forgotten as far as I'm concerned. Five was pretty much a flop, right? I mean, nobody really got into that. Yeah. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah, we're the wrong audience, though. Could be. Maybe. We'll have to see if they frag some lambents. What they're <laughs> called? Forget. Yeah, Netflix just it's like anything gaming related. They're like, let's do this. Everybody gets an anime of it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, they announced that like, oh, we're changing actors for The Witcher and doing a season four. It's like, no, just end it. (laughs) Yeah. Like he is The Witcher. Like I can't imagine anybody else playing him. Yeah. So either wrap it up or have him come back in like three years after he's done playing Superman because spoiler alert the dc universe isn't gonna happen he's gonna be out on his ass pretty soon so i don't know yeah it's not like they were making those seasons real quick anyway you know no No, that yeah i mean four would have been as far as i'm concerned four years out anyway or at least three and a half so who cares whatever you've uh you've been reading some comics is that right Oh my. So yeah, I guess I haven't been, uh, you know, been start a new job doing too much, you know, adult stuff. So, uh, 
figured I had to get more, get in touch with my nerd side some more. Um, we went to the library. What? Yeah, the library. If you for if you got, forgot what those are, um, explain this to me. So there's this place that you can, um, at least in ours, you can go there and you can rent cake pans. Oh. What cake pans of all different shapes, and then you can bring them back. They uh, really you can have rent cake pans. Yep, they have cake <laughs> pans. Um, you can check out different pieces of artwork. Just hang okay. on your wall for a while, and then just bring it back. There's all some right. books. There's some books too, but sure, it's mostly just cake pans covering the place. <laughs> this is sounds amazing. I I yeah. So like that. That was a revelation. Like next time you're like, what, what cake should we make? You're like, no, you go to the library. You figure out what cake you're, what shape cake you want. I don't even know how that happens. (laughs) I think like my, my, uh, the way I like to envision it is somebody just dumped their garbage on the front porch of the, of the library. Oh, there's like a, whole box of cake pans we can do something with this that's amazing anyway uh we were you know the kids were picking out some books and i uh noticed that they have graphic novel sections basically just comic books covered you know in to make it look like they're actual books um so uh i used to love x-men when i was a kid so I just grabbed, you know, one of the X-Men, the newer X-Men ones that they had there and actually ended up enjoying it. There's a lot of stuff going on in X-Men nowadays where it's completely different than we were a kid and what we know. So uh, I kind of got into that and uh, kind of wanted more of that. Found out Marvel Unlimited is like their digital ones. Yeah. Yep. Um. They have a deal where if you pay for the whole year, it's like half off. So I'm like, oh, sure, why not? So yeah, I've just been kind of dipping into that, you know, five, ten minutes reading a comic book. And uh, yeah, I got to say the X-Men ones so far are pretty good. Nice. And then there's like a whole universe, I assume, of other comics that you can check out. Oh yeah, pretty much. I want to say, like, the Marvel stuff, like, you have to wait a few months, but it all comes to it. So, you know, comic books that were released maybe four months ago are all releasing on the app now. Okay. And what does it cost you, like, for a year with the discount, though? I think it was 60 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much the price of one book at this point. It's five bucks, right? I don't even know. So you're sitting on the John at the new job and reading comics on your phone is what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. hmm Nice. Like a professional. Yes, as you do. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the bathroom at work and the handicapped stall door is locked and the motion sensor lights are off. So I know that that <laughs> asshole has been yep. sitting there for at least 10 minutes. Yep. I mean, God knows what. So I'm not I, alone. I've been, I've been in there, too, when yeah, that happens. I've done it, too. But... Yep. No, I'm so I'm excited for if the movies, which they probably won't, you know, X-Men is probably coming to the movies. Because Sony still has a stranglehold in that or did they finally? I don't. I 
if I don't think back. they own that. Or was it? No, it was Fox had the exclusive yep. rights, right? Yeah. Which they own Fox now, so they should be able to do that. Um, I guess Wolverine is going to be in New Deadpool. Right. That was the big thing. Um, but then I'd assume he's done, right? Because like he'd already kind of Hugh Jackman was already kind of like the Wolverine is it. Yeah. Or yeah. Wolverine or whatever it was, but yeah, yeah I'm I, surprised that they came back for it. But. That whole thing is due for a complete reboot, right? Like everybody, like yeah. Professor Xavier, all of it. Like it could be, and I guess they kind of did that like weird one a couple of years ago. What was that one called? Where they're like in the insane asylum and I forget. Oh yeah, New Mutants. Yeah, yeah, it didn't do real well, but like no. <clears throat> I could see that being redone a lot grittier because I feel like they always went kind of, I don't know, a little bit too cheery with the tone of those X Men. I mean, X Two I think is the pinnacle of of those but yeah none of them have been great yeah so like the new books i mean they've it's probably been five years now or something it seems like that it's all based on like this whole nation that they've established as mutants okay so they have their own mutant nation and all know. the kardashians with their giant asses <laughs> yep. weird waistlines superpower. yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> defending the pete davidson's the world oh, no we're all fucked <laughs> we accept it accept it <laughs> uh so we'll see i i think it'd be cool if the movies went into that direction maybe just to yeah. surprise the people but um i don't know yeah it would be cool because like, i feel like the movies have kind of just stuck in what like most normies would have known which was like that animated series in the 90s and mm -hmm. Which that's coming back now too, right? Is it really? There's a Disney Plus show coming that's like X Men '92 or something like that. That they're oh shit, yeah, huh? But it'll be more woke, and everyone's gonna be a <laughs> transgender version of themselves. And hey, who knows? Yeah. yeah, I've been watching that Winchester's prequel show, and it's like woke as fuck right off the bat. Like, wait, there's a there's a new show. Yeah, so Jensen Ackles, you know, who played Dean, yeah, he uh, rebooted it and like the pitch pilot with his wife uh, to CW. So they're they're five episodes into the new pilot or prequel series. I guess CW got bought, so technically they've capped the first season at thirteen episodes, and there's no pickup for season two or the Walker mm. prequel apparently. But so it's all up in the air. But yeah, it's like right away there's like this. <clears throat> bisexual navy vet character and like i don't know it's fine i don't care but how like what is the prequel because i mean it's, that's uh when that's dad the met whole mom. point of the story right yeah it's oh, when dad okay. met mom i i i've been getting pissed off at it um as a diehard like i don't know how far you guys got but like with Sam and Dean, like the introduction of demons, the, like they knew about demons, but demons were like, you're dead. So the introduction of demons came in like after a few seasons of Supernatural and like the boys shit their pants. Like there was no defense. Like you're going to die. And like episode one of this prequel, a demon is taken on with zero issue. And I just was like, that's bullshit. Like that's bullshit. My wife's like, well, they didn't say that their mom and dad didn't teach them about demons or that. I'm like, shut up. Like, this, no, 
just ruins the show for me. So I don't know. Wow. It, it's good. It, it hits all the tones of supernatural. Um, I could take it or leave it though. I mean, I've, I've seen 16 seasons of supernatural, so mm-hmm. but it's fine. I think we're in the middle of season five right now. Still okay. making it through. So Ooh, you're on the, you're on the heels of the angel and demon wars. There's you're, a lot of angels and you're demons in for stuff. a rough spot. Ugh. It's going to be bad for two to three seasons. So <laughs> if you can, Great. if you can stomach it through that, you'll probably come out the other end happy, but it isn't good. Cause five is where five is where the show should have ended. And six is where they try to continue it after the showrunner left. So, okay. It's huh. not, not great. Still a great show though. But yep. Took us down the rabbit hole. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> what about super pets? <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural super pets. Yes. Oh man. What do I say about this? So it's, uh, the kids wanted to download this because it was on um, Game Pass. Okay. Uh, so they did. And uh, they booted it up. The first uh, screen that comes up is like OG Games, which if you know anything about kids games, that is the worst logo to see. Those are all the Paw Patrol games. Those are oh, no. all. It's just like all of that garbage. Is it the Paw Patrol game? No, so it's a uh, it's in the Super universe, Pets, though, right? N- no, it's Super oh, Pets is movie. like Superman's DC. dog and yes. Batman's dog and all yep, that shit. Gotcha. Yep. So this game is a shooter. Um, uh, what? In the vein of Afterburner or um, Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And it's not very good, but it right. blew me away that it was like, oh, that's crazy that they like, yeah, let's make a game in this direction. I would and not have seen I mean, that coming. You think you'd be like a normal fetch quest type, like, yep, click on that person thing. Yep. No, it's uh, you're a dog flying through the city <clears throat> with a reticle in front of you. And you're just totally uh, normal shooting robots that are flying around the city right in front of you, usually in a line to make it as, easy. as, as they do in shooters. Um, but yeah, it was, that that's probably the most novel thing about it. After that, I was like, Oh, well, it's just the same buildings and there's nothing, there's no variety in this game, but that first level, it's like, Oh, okay. A new idea. Well, not a new idea, but, do you know <laughs> the old idea did, that did I haven't played get in a like while. a so do you know did it get like a physical release somewhere or is this just like a cheap Ooh, I bet it did digital that, only this seems like the thing that you put on a shelf for 20 bucks and okay and people buy it because their kids like the movie because Christmas is coming up and grandma doesn't know better and yeah probably but, on the switch right oh yeah I, I'm <clears> sure it is um I'm not sure if that if it's lazy to make a game like that because it's kind of an outdated easy thing to make or if it's just kind of like some effort that was I mean, I kind of feel like that's a step up yeah for most action like movie tie-in kids games right i mean we we have all the paw patrol games and they're just there's just there's just coins laying around and you just jump around and 
get the coins and, you know, do a couple quick time events to help the citizens of Paw Patrol City or whatever. But mm. yeah, this at least has something different. Gets old pretty yeah. quick, though. It's interesting, though. It, it's kind of interesting, too, because I feel like that movie didn't really do that well. So it's funny that the game like came out hot on the yeah. heels of that. But Yeah, I didn't make it through that movie. I fell asleep halfway through it while the kids watched it's talk about a movie that didn't seem like it's trying like i feel like as soon as i hear the rock and kevin hart in the same movie i feel like it's like oh this is just this is just a paycheck for these guys because they're best friends and they're like oh we can do this together is that who kind voiced like them that. yeah it's okay. uh yep those are the two main guys and i just feel like that's kind of the Adam Sandler projects 2.0 at this yeah. point, right? Right. Jumanji. God knows what else. Yeah. Kevin Hart's probably going to be in the next Fast 10 or whatever it is. So he was, he was in that, the Hobbs and Shaw one. Was he? Oh, God. Yeah. He Am was I not in, remembering this? Is the, yep. is the Fast and Furious guy? Like, I can't. Oh, you're right. Yep. I do recall. Yep. yep. He was only in a few scenes, but it was like, yep, this is just because they're buddies. <clears throat> That's right. I forgot he's out of the, yeah, the rock is out of fast. He's not part of the family. Yep. Ben Diesel. Dom, Dom doesn't him. care about family. <laughs> not when they're bigger than you and could beat you up. Yeah. God, I can't believe there's a new trailer for one of those. But. So what, so games for Christmas. You're considering some new games or no. So I was wondering if you have anything in mind, I was trying to think of any game that sprinkle like the kids the, Christmas baskets and yeah. Or even, you know, ones like that you wanted. Like, I just can't, I can't think of anything. Maybe the Sonic thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I would say no, I can't think of a single game coming out yet this year that I'm excited to, or want to play. Bayonetta 3 was the last one, which I bought. It's still factory sealed over two weeks, almost two weeks later. Um, no. There's not a there's not a holiday game for me this year. Yeah. I don't I really can't buy even think of anything coming out. I don't have a PlayStation. I don't really buy Xbox games because they're all on Game Pass. But if you had a PlayStation, what would it be? I don't know. I never even played the first God of War, so I'm not right, all that jazzed. That's on PS4. To, yeah. Nothing? No, I don't think there's a game. I don't think there's a holiday game. Nope. It's kind of wild to think about. Even, But even like Black Friday ones, like I can't even think of anything on Black Friday that would be like... Well, yeah, the best deals are like $20 off of like four-year-old first-party Nintendo games, but sadly, I, were... yeah, I own most of them. The only one I had yeah. like a $20 discount on is Wii Sport or Switch Sports because I refuse to pay $40 for that. I want it sure. for like 30 or less, but. Yeah, I could see that one. I don't even need it. Yeah, it is weird. There's nothing. I don't That's even know what to get my kids. Like, I normally I buy my son something video game related. There's not a game I could even put in front of him. He doesn't. Doesn't. I mean, we talked about the Sonic Frontiers, like you said, but like, I'm not buying that for 
anything less than half price. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird no, year no for games. App. Yeah. It's bizarre. Sad, like, sad times we live in, I think. Yeah. And like you said, PlayStation is available, but for what purpose at this point? Yeah. Yeah, I looked at that when I was in the store and I stood there and I was like, I can just buy this. Then I, I'm looking at the thing thinking, well, well for, for what purpose? Like, there's not a game to buy with it that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to get a revision or hopefully a price reduction. And it makes something that looks normal. Right. That would be nice. Yeah. I don't need this four foot monstrosity. I mean, I got the Series X, which I enjoy, but I only enjoy it because it's my convenient Game Pass machine. I mean, yeah. I was honestly, I was really satisfied with Game Pass on my PC until I realized like what a fucking bitch that thing is to play cross platform with console gamers. Mm. Like you have to be mm-hmm. really careful about where you install the games. And I mean, not really careful, but it was just more tedious than I wanted. Um, yep. And actually probably wouldn't be now that discord is on Xbox consoles, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Holiday season. Can't think of a killer game. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, and like you said, even the, usually I get like a bunch of 30, $40 Nintendo games, but I can't think of what those would be this year that I really need or haven't picked up yet you know yeah yeah i mean i guess maybe if mario golf got cheap or about the mario tennis but i don't know i did see if you haven't bought that warrior game i think that's gonna hit like 30 bucks on some of these sales for black friday that that's worth it i I would do that one i I do have that one already but that would be one if you don't have that would be a good one to pick up that one was like such a short game though. Like I blew through it in a couple of evenings. Yeah. No. Yeah. Bizarre. Feel bad for kids. We're going to play Roblox pets. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's do staff picks, you know, which is sort of our homage to the, the rental store, the video game store where, there's the staff picks end cap. You'd, you'd, you'd put the things that you, you know, Bob's games, like, you know, you'd find the guy you identified with, but then we'll do like a bonus one to talk about the movie that you and I both talked about. Um, I'll kick it off staff picks and I, I'm going to pause here and I'm going to mention, cause I listened to the latest episode of R3 podcast and Frazier called this out and rightfully so. And I, I told Hodge too. we, we, subconsciously stole their random recommendations bit <laughs> granted it does kind of fit in like the context of our show being like a rental store based thing but like totally we did um so if you oh, guys yeah. if you guys want to hear a great podcast from our buddies Frazier and chris over at uh, the ramble record repeat r3 podcast and and uh where we got the staff picks their random recommendation segment from go check those guys out there it, it's a great listen um and yes, we, uh, we, we unintentionally subconsciously stole this bit, but, um, you know, as, a... as I've told Hodge, you know, uh, imitations, the most sincerest form of flattery. It was, 
you know, it's a good segment. Plus, we're assuming that there's probably no loyalty or uh, royalty laws in Canada. Mm, that's a good. Oh boy, we're gonna have to get a lawyer. I think. Yep. Mm. Call the embassy. Yes. We'll just wait till after the midterms. I'm just going to burn to the ground. It's going to be a lawless state. Um, so my my pick, um, I ran. Um, oh, God, I almost called it the random recommendation. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. So, my staff pick. Um, I want to touch on this because I read a sad article. I've talked about this on the show before. What was the very first Netflix original series? Lillehammer. Lillehammer. Yes. yes. I'm like one of five fans of this thing. It's a mobster story about a guy going to witness protection in Lillehammer, Norway. It's where he wanted to go. We saw it in the Olympics. Looked beautiful. He goes there. Um, it's a great three season mobster Sopranos slash dark comedy series. Um, I impartial to it having studied abroad in Norway in my college years and understanding some of like the culture shock and like the subtleties of like how that society works to an American. It kind of resonated with me a lot, but all in all, I would say that that show it's a very slow burn. I, I fully acknowledge very slow burn, but if you get through that first season, you're hooked and seasons two and three are great. Um, and I'm sad to report to everybody here that, for whatever reason, even though it's a Netflix original series, Netflix is shit canning it. Um, it had a 10 year exclusivity agreement. It's gone. Um, what? It's gone after November. So I understand by the time this comes out, people have very little time to binge this series. I highly encourage you to do it. I went online, looked for the Blu-rays, looked for the DVDs. Most of them are out of print, so it would cost way too much money to buy all three seasons. But I'm telling everyone now, Wilhammer is great. Go watch it before it's gone. You're going to have a limited window. Excellent show. What in the hell are we doing if yeah. Netflix stuff is leaving Netflix? Yeah, it's a it's a great show. It's got the mob. It's got sex. It's got violence. It's got comedy. It's got Ludafisk. All the things you want. Oh, maybe not Ludafisk. Yeah, not that part. But that's my my recommendation. Go out there and get it while it's hot, because the fact that this is going to be maybe gone in any convenient way makes me real sad. Yeah. Man, I remember when that that was a big deal when it was like, oh, we're making our own show. Yeah. And now you go on Netflix and you can get into some areas of Netflix that you've never been before. And then there's just like. A hundred different shows that are Netflix produced and you never heard of them and they're like season four. It's like, yeah. what in the world? Well, and I heard they removed Hemlock Grove, which I didn't realize either, because that was like their big thing for a while. Yeah. Like, why is that huh. gone? I don't get it. But I don't know. This is, I feel like this one is one that most people slept on because it was so early and it came in a time when people weren't expecting it. But it's it's fantastic. So. Out there what do you think it. their like first big one was? Was it House of Cards, maybe? Yeah, I feel like House of Cards is where like people took notice. Yeah. Before he started diddling people. Well, yeah. So. Before what's that your came pick? out. What's, what's your pick? <laughs> Not Kevin Spacey. All right. That. Heard it here uh, first. <laughs> uh, my pick is 
uh, Arrested Development, which is, hey, there's a yeah. Netflix tie into that as well. Yeah. Uh, um, we started rewatching that uh, this last week. And it's just amazing how that first season, there are so many of those episodes that are just, everybody knows them, even though nobody watched that show when it came out. It bombed real hard. Mm-hmm. Yet there's so many things out of that those first few episodes that are just referenced all the time. Still, there's always money in the banana stand, right? Yep, no touching, just, just the whole dove meme. Where like I don't know what I was expecting. There are so many things from that movie, from that uh, show, that uh, is still around. And uh, if you have not seen it, obviously highly recommend it. I'm sure you should be aware of it at this point. Yeah, everyone who was in it is a celebrity in their own right, for yep. sure. Is it yep. the first introduction of Michael Sarah? I think it might be. That's where I'd known him from, at least. Right. Um, it is it is weird the whole arc of this show is because a lot of those people weren't all that famous, right? Originally, um, and then a few of them like Michael Sarah. Well, and Jason Bateman, super... like people forget, like that dude was famous in like 83. Yeah. <laughs> and then people forgot about him and then he became totally famous again 20 years later. So, yep. And it's funny because he's probably still the most famous one. I mean, he's yeah. still doing Ozarks and all that stuff. Him and, uh, and Hyundai commercials. <laughs> yeah. What's the other main guy? Um, oh, Will Arnett. Arnett. He's, yeah. yeah, he's pretty big too. And the dude from Mr. TV, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's so good. I, it's probably some of the best writing in a comedy show, period. Like the way they set up jokes and pay them off and keep them running and how they intertwine with each other. It's just genius. I would have loved to have watched like the filming of that, like the cast perspective though, because like all of those seasons, are shot in such a way that like it does not make sense until edited. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I had to have wondered what like the staff, you know, like what the crew is <laughs> cast was thinking. Just like what yeah. is going on? It's just like this amazing like wizardry and like storytelling. But like, yeah, I'm sure you know they shot like vast segments of stuff like completely unattached from everything else. Yep. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Why am I talking about bananas? Who knows? You know, it's just it's yeah. uh yeah, it, I think Seinfeld probably did it first, you know, where they're kind of not great people. None of those guys are really great people on Seinfeld and they right. kind of the same type of thing where they each have their own plot that kind of intertwines with each other a little bit. But I think this goes to a whole other level where these people are awful, even like like Jason Bateman is supposed to be the guy that you're supposed to be rooting for. Yep. But at the end of the series, you're like, oh, man, he's just. He's just as bad as the rest of them. Yeah. So help me remember, did they get four seasons on the initial run? And then got picked up for five on Netflix or was it three and then four? I think it was three originally. And I think they, did they do two Netflix ones? Okay. Maybe they did. Yeah. I don't remember. So the, there was one season four is not great because it was a pandemic shot, right? Like everything was disjointed and. Well, it was, they had very bad schedules with everybody. Sure. So it was, 
very disjointed. Like you could tell they shot it. Everything so separately. Um, and season five kind of brought it back on track a little bit. It was pretty good, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can beat that first season. That first season is, yeah, is, is where it's at. Yeah. It's a wild show. Like it, it definitely has its own tone. It's, um, it's a show that like, think found its audience after it was off the air for sure oh there's yeah. a lot of great shows do so yep i uh i remember watching it was on but my parents did not understand it one bit so i kind of lost the tv at that spot couldn't watch it at that point um good but yeah it's a good recommendation I, it, it is, but I mean, it's it's one that somewhere along the path of life, you've probably come across this and be like, is this for me or not? But. Well, I think it's a tough show, though, too, because if you come in and like. Mid see, like it almost needs to be watched from the beginning. Yeah, like, you're not going to get into it with like a random episode, you know, so I think a lot of people probably catch like a episode or a clip and they're just like, I don't get it. Like you, you gotta watch it start to finish. Yeah, there's so many jokes that are lasting the whole season. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny because it's the complete opposite of my last recommendation, which was Joe Para, which is just like wholesome comedy. Just like this is just the most cynical <laughs> shit <laughs> you can find. Yeah, that's true. No, it's a great show though. It's a good mm-hmm. pick. Well, should we? So we're gonna touch on. Our combined staff pick, I guess, of sorts. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to circle back to it at the end, maybe, I think, depending on how this gets edited to talk about spoilers. But we both wanted to talk about Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Um, Roku exclusive, free to watch if you have a Roku device. This is the uh, true to life happenings of the life of Weird Al Yankovic, uh, mm-hmm. the famed accordion player and music musician um it, it shows his humble beginnings all the way to his uh untimely death and and that's uh what that's all you that's all you need to know if you have not seen it so if you have not seen it just use that information and go watch it yes it's it's free on roku and i and i saw somebody messaging him on social media that it wasn't available in his country and weird al's own suggestion <laughs> was to get a VPN or torrent it. So you've heard it here first from yep. from Al himself. Just watch the damn thing. And um, yep. that was we'll, a pretty genius tweet. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll circle back at the end of the show, maybe, and gonna share some thoughts. But you enjoy our content head on over to geekade where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics movies and so much more and uh patreon exclusives like early access to episodes recording schedules all available at geekade.com what's your geek
I think it's time for the weekend rental. Yeah. So weekend rental, if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, is a segment where we pick a game, a retro game for any given system, and we'll we'll sink some time into it, really try to get a feel for it and share our thoughts. Um, and the game this go around is the Konami Powerhouse Rocket Knight Adventures on the good old Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, depending on where you're from. Um, this is a mascot action platformer hack and slash uh, that for a lot of years, I feel like went under the radar. It has since become known well within the collecting circles, but still I don't think really gets the critical. Like this isn't held in the pedigree that like Contra or yeah, and it, and it every bit deserves it. And I don't understand why it hasn't reached that. Particularly this one, there's a sequel. I think I have a. I think I know why, but oh, okay. I think it's uh, because it started on Sega. I think that's you probably think the so? difference. Sega snobs or yep. Super Nintendo they, snobs. Yeah, yeah. So they you got pl- their Sparkster, but they were not happy about not getting the first one. Yeah, and this thing is beautiful, right? Like you play as a possum who's also a knight, who also has a rocket. Hence the Rocket Knight Adventure. Um, and you're fighting evil pigs. And. Kidnapped your girlfriend, I guess. Kidnapped your girl. Like. I can't explain to you. As the audience, Andy will know what I'm talking about, like how charming and polished. This non IP, like there's no IP tied to this. They like, invented this entire world. And gave it so much love and crafted this character in this world. He just comes off as like a superhero. It's like you're tuning into like an old Buck Rogers show. Um, great title screen. Fantastic cutscenes to lead into it. Top notch. I'm going to say best soundtrack on the Genesis. I own the vinyl. I, I love this. Yep. It's it, really it, good. It, it's perfection. It, it, it hits all the notes that you want out of the Genesis sound chip. And I've said this before on some of these other games. This is one of those games that is it's Nintendo like in its design. It, Mm -hmm. it tells you everything you need to know about how to play the game, how to use your power ups and how to succeed without telling you how to do it. It's the most intuitive, ingenious design. It's, it's Miyamoto like in that sense. It's fantastic. Yep. I think, uh, I'm sure when I first played this, I got to that one wall at the beginning in that right. first level. And yep. it was like, how do you get above this? You know? And, uh, you just do some experimenting and like, Oh, you can, can boost yourself, you know, directionally. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, and then like the wall bounce and like the foreground and the background. And there's just like so many little yeah. subtle hints that it gives you throughout the game and it's really it, it, it's funny too because it's a genesis game um but it only uses two of the three primary buttons so like they could have done more with the controls but <laughs> i think the simplicity is is the beauty of it right like they went for an a b barrio setup um and that's all you really need you've got a ranged attack which also acts as like a defense against some projectiles and attacks um you've got a rocket boost that propels you over obstacles and lets you traverse things a little faster, reach higher to reach platforms. 
and you've got this gorgeous world with screen filling bosses. And I think that's something a lot of people overlook is like on the Genesis, you didn't get that sort of like that was arcade stuff when we were kids. Like you went to an SMK machine or you went to an arcade machine to get a boss that was the size of your screen. And this game does it three times a level, um, almost punishingly consistently with how it pulls off bosses. Yep. And uh, I think they do a good balance of there's something to be said about easy enemies filling a, uh, a, um, a level. Yeah. A lot of these pigs are just there. They take one hit. There's nothing to them. And usually that would be like, oh, that's not much of a challenge. But I think that adds to building up once you do get to a boss or something like this. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, shit, I'm actually losing health here. You know, there's an actual pattern that I have to learn. I think that meanwhile in the level, it's just cruising around. It's just, you know, blasting your jetpack swiping at these guys and they just die immediately. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a nice, nice thing. The, I mean, my only real complaint with the gameplay at all is just how slippery uh, the tail traversal stuff is like vines and branches and stuff like that is like super yeah. touchy. Um, yeah. You get used to it pretty quickly, but like the first couple of times you're constantly sliding off stuff. Yeah. Like what a great character like feature too, where, you know, you can do your typical platforming, but then you got this like character because he's a possum can also grab onto things with his tail. Um, there's some, there's some amazing stuff graphically. Like they do foreground and uh, background through like waterfall segments where yeah, you're like, that jumping level in and out. Amazing. Yeah. Think about that. Like that had to be, if it wasn't pre super Mario world, it was close, right? Yeah, for sure. The first time I've seen that on the Genesis, you get to that third stage. Is it where there's the, it's not lava. It must be some kind of chemical, but it, it's constantly ebbing and flowing. And like when it comes up, you can see your characters reflection it to find like platforms mm-hmm. behind vines. So it's like almost you're platforming within a platformer. Yeah. You're um, looking at the, you're looking at the rising the reflection. Yep. Yeah, that's, it's that's cool. It's I've never seen another game do that on the Genesis, and it looks so badass. And it's one kill, like one hit, one kill. Yep. Um, the game is pretty good about putting the level. I will say levels are long. Each level is like three segments, but almost every level at midway to entry point has a one up refill. Um, in a mm-hmm. place where if you're going to die, you're going to be able to pick it up over and over again. So it's kind of forgiving there, but. It just so many amazing ideas and it really pushes the hardware um, and level design in, in ways that you won't see anywhere else. Um, even today, I mean, some indie developers aren't doing like retro inspired throwbacks as good as this. Well, let me tell you, well, we're get into that later. You know, you're not going to talk about the one on the 360, are you? Yes, I, I uh, played that one oh, no. this week too, so. Oh, no. So can I ask you how far did you progress in in this game? Uh, I did beat it. I I saved or uh, did save stating the last three levels. I'd say. Okay. Um. That last the last boss. That's that's a tough one to get the 
the randomness down um, on that. But so I recall beating this as a kid at my cousin's house. I stayed there for like a week, but I could not for the life of me get past that fish boss um, where the pig jumps out. And I, don't oh, know yeah. where that, I don't know where that falls in the game, but like, I just was like, I could not. I mean, I know that. Really? With, with patience, I probably could have done it, but I just could not get past him. Really? That was one that I was like, oh, I nailed that one. Really? Yeah. I, I you know, just avoiding lava. Oh, okay. So is, yeah, is the, the key there not to go for the bananas that he spits up and just like preserve your hits or what? Uh, so that, that part was, uh, you, uh, to stay on the right side. That's what I was doing anyway. And it seemed like there was less fireballs over there, maybe. Okay. Um, and then when he's doing the uh, platforms down below, you're just trying to stay on the top one as much as you could. Sometimes okay. you couldn't do that, but. Right. I, I, I probably just I got lucky. It, I, I got lucky on that one, I think. Nice. So how many stages are, how many stages are there in total? Because it's like it's stage three boss. Seven, boss? I think. Holy, so I only got through like half on this playthrough. I, hmm. I want to say it's seven. It, but It's a short game, though. Like, it's right. two hours, two, two and a half hours, I would say. So it's not, it's not too bad that way. Um, Did you get to the airship one? Not in this play. I've been there, but not in this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that one's a, that one's a really cool level, too. The airship. I really like that one quite a bit. So um, I got to, fun fact, I got to like stage three the start of stage three and my asshole cat uh ran out of the back room and knocked the i was playing on a <laughs> hacked playstation classic and he knocked the uh usb c cord out of the wall and, oh uh, no had to restart but i will say that's a testament to this game is like the old school design like once you're in the zone like what took me 40 minutes to get through hmm. first time took me 20 minutes the second go around and it didn't die at all so that's cool. Yeah. There's a couple things that I would change about this game. Um, when you said that the, they didn't use a third button, that would be pretty simple to just have a charge, you know, a full charge button on that right. button. That would be really nice. Yeah. To just go. Um, right. Yeah. The, Having your thing charged up and then taking one hit and it's immediately gone. That sucks. Yep. I get that's part of the, the difficulty challenge. The risk reward of holding a charge like that, but that sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it could have benefited from like a power up or two maybe, but it just yeah. has so much in the way of game design and level design that you almost forget about that being a thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, and I just love the, <clears throat> I know we talked about like how well designed it is, but like how much passion they put into the character and how much light, you know, like how much they put into him from like, he's just, he doesn't talk. He, but like, you know, he's got the whole idle animation where he like crosses his arms. He's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking badass. And then yeah. there's that whole segment randomly in the first level where he walks in, there's a giant box present 
and then he's like oh what's this and <laughs> yeah. present like enemy jumps Pigs. out he does that like cute little shriek thing and <laughs> i don't know man like it they just put so much detail into building this character out and like making you understand who he was uh, without yeah. actually putting dialogue or a backstory that it's just kind of amazing and, and having, charming and having that other rodent too yes being his being his rival it's like you know you just hate each other they hate each other yeah. they're rivals you don't know why you don't know anything about him and his weirdly large chested like possum girlfriend now because like <laughs> she's very well endowed for a, for a possum I guess pigs are always assholes. That's the lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that. They throw in a couple shooter levels. Yes. Those are always fun. Especially right off the bat. First level's got one. It's great. Yep. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like there's, there's no reason we shouldn't still be like. Fawning over this series. Like there's no reason it shouldn't have gotten a. Streets of Rage 4 treatment for current, mm-hmm. you know, but like Sparkster came out. Um, it got completely different. Ver- the sequel to this, for anyone who doesn't know, came out on the Genesis, which I think is considered canon as the direct sequel to this one. Yeah. And then it also got, as they did back in the day, a port to the Super Nintendo that was completely different, or at least mm-hmm. largely different and considered inferior. Um, so weird and then like nothing happened with the franchise forever until the version that i don't know why andy played on the 360 <laughs> but this was kind of during the big retro revival it was one of the first games to kind of get like the the retouch up treatment and it didn't go well right yeah so this was xbox live arcade just called rocket night and uh man i don't know what they did but they screwed up the three the 3d art on here the the guy just looks so dopey he does not look cool at all in this game um it's just a bummer like that's right off the bat you're just like i don't want to be this guy you know um and from there it's just kind of like a kind of a slow 3d platformer or 2d two and a half d platformer where you're just collecting a lot of gems And, uh, I don't know. So what they do is they use a lot of the gems to point you in the directions to, you know, blast yourself off to. To like lead to secrets and stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know. It's not, it's not rewarding because it's not really a secret then. You know what I mean? Because you should just be getting those gems anyway and you would end up getting the secret. Like, it's not a secret if that's if they're saying, like, hey, go here. But um, it is kind of a collectathon because at the end of the level, they tell you how many gems you got out of, you know, how many possible and all the hearts and extra lives and stuff like that. Uh, the beginning of the game. You're fighting wolves for some reason, like pirate wolves. I have no idea why. OK. Uh, they're ravaging the town, I think. So you just take off. You're You're a farmer, by the way. Oh, as all nights you're just, are. You're, yeah, you're just out tending to your crops. And the city gets ravaged, so you put on your uh, your rocket-powered knight uh, suit and then uh, go fight all these wolves. And eventually, I think the pig... Uh, I did get to some pig stuff, but I didn't 
go any farther there. Um, but they do change up the uh, control a little bit. So you have a meter that is full all the time. Okay. And you can just press a button to use some of the fuel out of that gauge to... Is it a recharge? Yep. So it slowly recharges. Um, So it kind of makes it easier. Like some of the first bosses, it's just like you're just, I don't know. You're just instead of charging, you're just depleting all the time. Yeah, you're just spamming it. Um, So it's a little easy on that front. But I don't know. It's it's not a terrible game. They just could have made it look a little bit better. Uh, The music isn't all that great. Yeah. I, uh, I was pretty excited when I heard that was happening. And then I started hearing about like kind of how it worked out. I was like less enthused and I just never mm. got around to it. So it was on uh, like games for gold, like last year or something. That's oh, how really? I ended up in my library and I'm like, Oh yeah, I should try, try check that out. I should see if I downloaded it. I feel like I didn't cause I feel like I remember that, but yeah. Interesting. Well, Bad spiritual sequel aside, we're talking just Rocket Night Adventure for the Genesis Mega Drive. What's your verdict on it on our Byron Burn scale? I think this is a must have Genesis game. It's like one of the top ones that you need to have if you're going to have any sort of Genesis collection. This needs to belong. It's a bummer. It's kind of short. Some of it's maybe a little easy. But uh, overall, I think it's it's pretty solid. Yeah. 100% with you. And in fact, as somebody who's gone through his uh, Genesis collection and pulled virtually all of it out, I'm looking at my, my complete inbox Genesis collection right now. And on my shelf, don't judge me, Sonic Spinball, Kojiminer, oh, I love it. Panic on Funkatron, mm-hmm. Rocket Knight Adventure. Sonic 3, Biohazard Battle, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are the only games I have. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a loose cart, Streets of Rage, and Sonic 2 somewhere in there. But yeah, I could not. I was going to say, can, well, you know, Sonic 2 is pretty rare, so I don't blame <laughs> yeah, you totally. for not having that one. Yeah, but. I could not bring myself to part from this one, especially since I had a complete. God damn it, it's just a great game. It's probably top 10 16 bit games like between super nintendo and and genesis like it's just the whole package like the amount of detail and care and like that went into every facet of this game if you don't love it there's something wrong with you like if you're not smiling ear to ear while you're playing this may god have mercy on your soul because it's like you said it's a must own it's it's so good I think they could, there's a lot of potential to make a new one too. Yes. I mean, oh, Metroidvania with this thing would be really good. Um, yeah. Or even like a Shovel Knight, you know, very focused on traversal with, you know, the tools that he has. For sure. Would be really good. Yeah. Boy, yeah, there is some Shovel Knightage inspiration in this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's it's a great one. Um, I think we've, and when we used to do the Byron Burn uh, with the three games, I know we probably touched on this one at some point, but 
mm-hmm. having the time to just like really focus on this and sink some time into it. Like, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. It's fun. Phenomenal game. Well, let's, um, let's get into spoiler territory. So weird. The Al Yankovic story. You love it. 100% true. Story. 100% true. True life of the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> As played by Daniel Radcliffe for most of the film. Um, so I'll, I, I'll say right off the bat, I think this movie works amazingly well if you think that coming in. Yes. Like I did. Yep. I uh, saw the trailer and I saw some things like, I don't know if Madonna was really with him or whatever, but that was kind of weird. But I'm like, okay, I'll, I, it's just going to be another musical biopic or something. Yep. And it just, just, Everything that goes the opposite direction of that just makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And Annie and I were talking a little bit before the show. And I think if you haven't seen this movie and you haven't seen Weird Al's original movie that almost killed his career, which was UHF back in like 89, I would suggest you watch UHF because you're going to have a great idea of the comedic sensibilities and what exactly you're in for with this movie because it's very in line comedically um, and just as off the rails, but it's like a more focused version. Um, It's all tongue in cheek. It's all nonsense. Well, almost all. And it's, (laughs) it's made even better. So by the fact that they cast Daniel Radcliffe who played Harry Potter, obviously. And the Daniel Radcliffe does this amazing job of playing the straight man. For the most part, this entire movie. So like we were kind of talking like I there are definitely going to be people who see this film without the context of like Weird Al's actual life. who are going to think that some of this stuff is factual and they're going to get very. (laughs) I mean, some of it you can't ignore is just blatant bad shit like movie bullshit. But it is so crazy. I think. uh, I think the way they play it is great. And just the like the point that kicked killed it for me where they just kept like beating the dead horse too is where, and again, this is spoiler territory. If you haven't seen it, just enjoy the rest of, uh, or enjoy the previous part of the show ended here. But, um, when they got to the point where weird Al has that revelation, he's like, no, I need to be taken, need to be taken uh, seriously as a real artist from here on out. I'm writing only original music. And he writes, I'm fat. Which is eat it, it, right? Or eat it. Yes. Eat it. Which is, uh, (laughs) which is the parody he did on Michael Jackson's beat it. But in this movie, he writes it first and he becomes extremely enraged when Michael Jackson, his, his record label calls him, informs him that Michael Jackson, the largest pop star on the planet, aside from weird Al, who's the largest pop star on the planet in this movie has decided that he's going to write a parody. That makes no sense. Yeah. (laughs) beat it and he just like sticks with it the whole time he's just like so pissed that michael jackson's gonna ruin his credibility um meanwhile he's dating madonna for some reason (laughs) yeah madonna's just like there to uh getting the the yankovic bump (laughs) yeah the yankovic bump that's right (laughs) because everyone got their uh their music uh sales increased by having weird Al parody. So she really wants a parody, but even though 
Weird's done with that. Like Al's not going to do it anymore. And then for some reason they end up like taking down Fidel Castro together, (laughs) (laughs) which makes no sense either. Uh, Yeah, it's great. There's like, I don't know. What would you say? 5% truth to this story? Like the music that they touch on is it's music that he made, but even the songs in the movie are not remotely in order of when he released them throughout his career. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. The, uh, I was surprised like the friends that he had. Yeah. At the end, they show a picture of what must've been his His actual friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that part must've been somewhat truthful, but, uh, Besides that, it kind of after that, it goes off the rails. In kind of the most glorious way. Yeah, I mean, the the whole movie, he is the biggest. Recording star on the planet, I mean, he's constantly getting notified that he's broken the Beatles records for the most billboard topping things. And he turned down he's he turns down playing with Queen at Live Aid. Yeah, (laughs) it's like just sounds lame. Yeah. I mean, and well, just Radcliffe is like totally ripped. Yes. And he's got his shirt off or, you know, half a lot of the times during the movie. So it's just like the most <laughs> ideal like, weird the, Al possible. Yeah. Like it's all realistic. But here's the part I love about that. It's like he's movie ripped the whole time. But then there's those scenes where he's trying to open the giant front door to his mansion and he like, can't do it. <laughs> like it's his whole body weight, like trying to close this door to this tiny little man. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like the I whole, th- like the whole youth story and just like, you know, he gets in trouble with law cause he snuck out and disobeyed his parents with a hay boy. It's just like a boy made out of hay. And he gets the busted. Way that pays off later. Yeah, and he gets well. busted because he goes to a polka party and everyone's <laughs> dancing to polka. And he's just like the coolest kid who gets caught because he's got like a fucking accordion strapped to his chest so he can't run the cops. But so I got a weird anecdote about that. Um, they make a reference at that polka party that just knocked me on the floor because they uh there's a couple of girls that are talking about mm-hmm. how getting the the whoopie john willifarts is just the most amazing record of the that uh, possible yep and my dad used to have that record i s- distinctly remember the cover <laughs> of that record um he used to talk about how he used to go to local ballroom dances ballroom halls or whatever that whoopie john willifarts would play and he, I thought he was just a local guy, which he is. And uh, there's a reference after that that like, oh, yeah, I love that classic Minnesota sound. <laughs> and it just was like, holy cow, that hit me really hard that I can't believe that that was. I thought that was just a local thing that my dad was into. <laughs> that deep cut was like for you in like five eighty years. Oh, months. I know. I know. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. I'm the only one that watched this movie that would know what that was. I'm pretty sure everybody that would be into that music has it's not watching this movie i don't think uh, i like the like complete um disregard for like tone that this film has too like it'll go from like completely bad shit like happy go lucky to like all of a sudden weird al's dad is like murder like bludgeoning to death the salesman at the door <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason like no context it's yep. just so I- fucked up 
I think that's the very first moment where you're like, okay, this movie might be something's awry. Right. That whole uh, running joke that they won't let die too about like factories. You always talk about the factory. What do you even make there? And like throughout the whole film, they keep referencing that. Then that when he's finally like in the factory. Yeah, when he's finally yep. in the factory, he asks the guy, and he's like, ha, your dad said you were funny and just walks off. <laughs> Yeah, shows him what he's doing. It's, he's just turning a knob and pressing a yeah. lever when it turns green or something. Whirling the little thing. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, uh, so th- they have a backyard party mm-hmm. with a bunch of 80s celebrities, I would say. Yes, and caricature types. Yes. Good. And oh, man. Everybody. It, Gallagher, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> got divine <laughs> andy warhol and yep dolly are talking about how much of an amazing artist he is and what <laughs> guy from queen that's like who <laughs> oh yeah there's there's a lot of good cameos from uh must be his buddies i'm sure yeah. i mean conan's in there there's paul f Tompkins. Oh. there's just a whole bunch of comedians that are some people from Reno 911. Yeah. Yep. That was like the cameo scene. Like they flew everybody in for one day and they're like, we're going for it. Yep. And Rain Wilson playing Dr. Demento is so good. Yep. Yeah, the part where he's like, I'm ready to adopt you. <laughs> oh, I just I just made up with my father. Oh, well, that's that's great. I'm gonna go now. Uh <laughs> And then like the oh god like the the makeup scene with his father where he's like I was so hard on you son because I never told you this but I grew up Amish. And then one t- <laughs> and then on my rumspringa and then like it's the whole backstory and meanwhile as Annie pointed out when we were talking earlier his his, his mother's wearing a fat suit which is where the I'm fat like whole parody thing. So like in this one scene they just like completely go ham and like circle in like the fat song and like the Amish paradise thing completely out of context in his career. And, uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. You think, you think, okay, you see the mom in the fat suit and I'm like, okay. And he's like, Oh mom, you, and she's like, I put on weight and you think, okay, this is where he's getting the idea for fat. And he just shies away from it. He's yeah. just totally ignores it and then gets into the Amish paradise thing. Yep. And then, in the middle of that, he looks over to his mom again and starts talking about how she's fat again. And yeah, what you say a few minutes <laughs> ago? Which is which is like dead set a scene out of UHF. Like it's the same thing that uh, Stanley Spadowski, or not Stanley Spadowski, but like his character. Uh, I forget in that movie. Like he does. It's almost the same scene. Like he just goes into his own head and like everything. just happens and he bounces back to reality at like weird times. Uh, and then. I mean, does you have more you want to talk about or should we like touch on the ending, which is. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think the ending is probably. So, I mean, there's the whole scene with Fidel Castro. That's amazing where the level of detail to the gore in that scene is great. But that ending like this ends in the most unpredictable way possible where Weird Al wins a Grammy, which I don't think has ever happened. Right. Like he's never won a or maybe. Yeah, I, I don't maybe know. Has. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, the movie ends in 1985. 
<laughs> he wins a Grammy, stands After up he... on stage, <laughs> hands in the air, pisses himself, which nobody mentions. He just like is on stage with piss running down his leg and then is assassinated by Madonna's hitman. And that's the <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Yankovic died in 1985, but his musical was on. Yeah, and he had just performed Amish Paradise, the scene before, which he did in like 90 fucking seven. <laughs> so dumb. But, and then uh, during the credits, it starts off like, oh, these are the my real life pictures of me as kids and everything. And yep. then at the end, it just goes off. Just, yeah. you know, Reagan is like, Ronald Reagan is like you <laughs> he's in the jungle with the machine gun like taking on Castro it's just so stupid uh, it's such a great film like in every way I I really hope he gets another movie deal like this between this and UHF yeah being a cult classic I think he's bangers. earned I think he's earned some runway again <laughs> Well, and I think from everything I've heard, or at least from like a lot of the interviews, like I think this one is, and the reviews aren't fantastic. They're positive, but like, I think this has got a lot of people like really excited and like it's done pretty well. So yep. I, uh, I, we can't recommend this one enough. Um, so good. I, I can't wait to watch it again. I told my wife, I, I immediately need to watch this again because I know I missed a lot of stuff. So. The worst part about this movie is uh, the constant Roku ads telling me what channels I should download from the Roku store. Mm. That's true. That kind of sucked. The Blu-ray um, will fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it comes out for that. I would imagine they would do that. I'd hope so. I mean, I want a copy of it. I want a special mm -hmm. edition with a soundtrack or something. <laughs> I, Roku must have spent a shit ton of money on this because, like, oh yeah, this is they've just been plastering it on the interface and just being like, this no, you, this is a whole section of our yeah, it's the, the whole dashboard. background, it's everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because they need to make up that ad revenue because they're not selling it, and I suppose there was probably a theatrical release, like limited runs, but yeah, it's not in theaters nationally, so I guess it's next launching point will be to be on some sort of physical media. So it'd be cool. I, I think I've loved everything Radcliffe has done since Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. He's always done weird shit. Yeah. He's Horns never done was good. Like, yep. Swiss oh, army man was good. Oh, they had, that one was amazing. I mean, anybody who like farts into a jet ski is just fucking, <laughs> I mean, the dude played a whole role where he was a bo dead body who farted. I mean, that's it's great. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. He's he's a very good actor outside of being. And the weird part, though, is he's like, what, in his upper 30s at this point? He still looks like 16-year-old Harry Potter to some extent. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well... I don't know. I suppose we should probably wrap this episode before it goes on too long. Yeah. So, uh, I want to know if you've watched this movie because, uh, you should. And, uh, I want to hear what your favorite, uh, parody song is. What's yours? 
Fine. Well, yeah. What's yours? Weird uh, yeah. Mm, I mean, I'm kind of like stuck on that. Like, I don't know what the name of it is, but that Anakin Skywalker American Pie. Oh yeah, that one's pretty good. That was pretty big, and I liked Star Wars when I was a kid. So. I just recently heard the uh, biggest twine in Minnesota song. And that one is pretty amazing too, just because he has a running joke about picking up pickled herring or something <laughs> the whole time. It's pretty good. Um, I guess say, but I, I mean, you can't go well, wrong with white Amish nerdy, Paradise. Yeah, white and nerd, nerdy is pretty good too. So. Yep, yep, yep. He is a legend. Um, but yeah, I want to hear what your favorite uh, Weird Al song is, and you can tell us at. We can rental podcasts at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter at Weekend Rental Podcast. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. So be kind, rewind. My Bologna. My, 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 my Bologna. <laughs>